Hello and welcome to the Harvard EdCast, a series of conversations with thought leaders in the field of education from across the country and around the world. I'm your host, Matt Weber, and today we're lucky enough to have on campus the superintendent of Boston Public Schools, Tommy Chang. Welcome to the EdCast. Uh, thank you for inviting me. Glad to be here. Yeah, my pleasure. And Tommy, this is this is exciting. Uh, for those who don't know, you've been in Boston for a couple years now. Yeah, almost two years now. Yeah. So a little bit about what you what drew you to Boston in terms of the the area to really dig into uh, education reform and, and pr- to promote excellent schooling, and a little bit about what it is that you're really diving into in those past two years. So um, Boston is the first public school system in the country. Um, the first public school in the country was the Boston Latin School here in the city. Um, there are uh, more more U.S. presidents um, in our history than there are headmasters of Boston Latin School. There is such a rich history of education in the city, and it is also um, one of the highest performing urban school systems, if not the highest performing urban school system in the country. But what you see here like you see everywhere else, is persistent opportunity achievement gaps. And that's our challenge. Our mission is to close opportunity achievement gaps for all kids. And that's the work that we're doing. Now, you, uh, your leadership style and where you came from, you were a superintendent, I believe, in the, on the West Coast. I was an area superintendent uh, in Los Angeles Unified School District. Um, I, I supported 135 schools and 95,000 kids um, in an area, geographic area, that was 710 square miles. Wow. So, so, so education leadership is certainly nothing new from you getting the sort of West Coast and East Coast experiences now. A little bit about your general philosophy on education before we sort of dig into Boston. Um, why uh, the role of the superintendent is very important and how what you bring to that role so I believe that uh, when you to drive change and to drive authentic change you have to be a true partner uh, you have to be a partner with teachers you have to be a partner with parents you have to be a partner with students and you have to be a partner with school administrators um, the change happens in schools my job as a superintendent is to be their partner and to provide the supports for them but also to drive change for a larger system to get people Uh, bought in on a set of values and a set of uh, strategies that will bring more equity into Boston Public Schools that would drive for more coherence and then for us to be really truly be innovative and continue to being to be a leader in urban school systems. Let's pick up on that sort of innovative piece. I'm curious what you think are some of the ways in which the Boston public school system is being innovative and things that you've done over the past few years or, or things that you hope to be more innovative in being as your sort of term continues? I think we have a, a interesting opportunity to redefine um, kind of our big goals for the school system. For most school systems, their big goal is 100% graduation. You hear that often. Um, which is great. We, we, want, we need to have every single one of our young people graduating from high school. But that ultimately isn't the goal for, um, shouldn't be uh, their goal, the goal for their life. The goal for their life is not only to graduate from high school, but to um, move on with their education, whether that is some uh, post-secondary education or four-year degree or maybe even further. And then um, the skills and the competency and the knowledge 
attaining all that is needed in order to participate in a middle class life in our country. And so one of the, um, one of my big um, uh, change efforts is to reorient uh, our work, not to just getting kids to graduate, but making our North Star, making sure our young people are um, have access to a middle skilled and middle class um, jobs and careers. And for those who may not know much about the sort of current state of Boston Public Schools, what what are the issues? I know in the United States, there's all sorts of discussion on on charter schools, and that was a big piece uh, in the Boston election, uh, in the Massachusetts uh, election this past year. A little bit about what are the hot button issues that are happening specifically in Boston right now, and how you, as a education leader, are are looking to kind of move things along, create that growth, and sustain the excellence that the Commonwealth has had. So Boston Public Schools uh, serves 57,000 students. Um, the vast majority of our students are students of color, are English language learners. 20% of our students are students with disabilities. We serve some of the most needy students uh, in the city and in this commonwealth. And our job is to make sure that we are closing those sort of opportunity gaps for all our students. Uh, we have a system that has been driven on um, a the tenets of autonomy over the last decade. Um, and we have given our school leaders a lot of uh, autonomy, a lot of decision-making authority uh, to make the most important de decisions for their school communities. And that's been great. It's helped us drive massive improvements in the system. But we're at a point where we need to make sure that um, the the work that we are doing in raising student achievement isn't continuing uh, to exacerbate opportunity achievement gaps. And so that's why I've been really also emphasizing this value of coherence. Like we all must believe that every single young person um, can uh, access rigorous curriculum. And so for example, one of the things that we've done over the last several months is raise the rigor for all fourth grade students in the school system. Uh, previous uh, to um, me coming to Boston, there, um, there, were, there was this uh, phenomenon where third graders take a test and determine how well they take that test. They go into an advanced work class or they go into general ed. And what we're doing now is trying to lift the bar for more kids. And then in terms of our high schools, one of the things that we're trying to do is okay, redesign our high schools. And we have some high-performing schools, high schools, and we have some schools that are really still struggling. And many of our turnaround schools are at the high school level. We currently have two turnaround schools that are going through the process with the state. Um, <clears throat> we need to raise the rigor. And I think how we do that is actually to bring uh, more innovative approaches and more innovative programming to our high schools. And I'm going to um, uh, try to lead the effort in combining career technical education and rigorous college prep curriculum, side by uh, putting them together side by side. Well, and, and the plan for that kind of work, is that something you stage out over the next couple of months, years? Like, How does that work in terms of actual implementation? Uh, so the staging is beginning now, but the work is going to be over a course of next uh, five to ten years. This is long-term work. It's going to require redesigning a curriculum. It's going to require re-establishment uh, of partnerships that have yet to be formed. And we need to bring in the business sector, the nonprofit sector. We need to bring people from across the city to believe in this sort of effort because we are saying now to a young person, you're going to get not only academic coursework, 
in high school, you will also be getting the experience of what it means to be someone who is works in a tourism industry. And uh, what does it feel like to be someone who studies uh, bioengineering and works in one of the incredible biotech uh, companies uh, that are in, near the city of Boston? So it's going to be a very different type of experience for young people. Fantastic. And last question, and thanks for taking, uh, you're such a busy person taking the time to appear on this this podcast. But, well, you know, why education in the first place? I mean, you've risen the sort of ranks to become you know, superintendent of Boston Public Schools, but, you know, th- that eventually started at some point, this this love, this spark for learning and wanting to, you know, promote learning at, at the K-12 to level and beyond. What are, What was the one moment where you thought, you know what, I think I want to devote my career to education, and then how did that spark turn into the wildfire? of now being a superintendent? So um, when I think about uh, my upbringing, um, I actually go back to the first day I was in school uh, in America. And um, I came to America at the age of six. Um, I started school in America in first grade. And I remember that very first day of school. Um, A couple of things happened in that very first day of school. Um, I had one teacher uh, that did not realize that I did not speak English. And because of... And was very rude and very disrespectful to me. And he did not affirm my identity. And from the unintended consequence of uh, a horrible interaction I had with that one teacher was that my mom and dad, in order to protect me, stopped speaking Chinese and Mandarin with me and wanted me to speak perfect English and wanted me to be, quote unquote, American, as American as possible. But I also had this incredible experience with my first grade teacher. My first grade teacher, Miss Helen Cowles, um, realized that I had a great potential in the arts and the sciences. And she used those to help me learn English and help me be a leader. And I give uh, her all the credit for inspiring me to be a teacher and then later on to be a principal and now a, a superintendent. I give her all the credit um, for being my motivation. And so... I often think back to that very first day of America, and that was the day that inspired me uh, to be an educator. And that's why the work that we are doing in Boston Public Schools in making sure the identity of our young people are affirmed and sustained is so critical. We want every single young person coming to BPS and feel that they are welcome, and that they are safe, and they have the opportunity to be engaged in some rigorous learning so they prepare for college, career, and life. Beautiful origin story and, and a good thing uh, you're at the helm of the leadership here at the Boston Public Schools. Tommy, thanks so much for being on the EdCast. Thanks, Matt. This has been the Harvard EdCast, a production of the Harvard Graduate School of Education. I'm your host, Matt Weber. Thank you kindly for listening.